Therefore, there should be no reason why any of us can't talk about it as well. Again, if the conversation goes there, it does. If it doesn't, so be it. Um, it's either way. So, uh, all right, man. So uh, we're going to get started. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the very unofficial Logistics Planners video podcast. Uh, I'm Gonzo, and I'm joined by, he was Chef Brayson last time. Who is he this time? Hey, I'm still Chef Brayson because I'm whipping it, whipping it, whipping it, whipping it, whipping it, whipping it. <laughs> Look, y'all, Gonzo like to schedule these things. You know I work out from from five to six, from six to seven. He likes to schedule the dog on the dog on podcast exactly at 1900. So y'all gonna get every time he schedules it at 19 at 1900 during the week. Y'all gonna catch me cooking, and y'all might learn how to be a, a senior leader, a supervisor. You might learn how to be a loggy, and you're definitely gonna learn how to cook. So, hey, so, give me some of them recipes, Brace. I got you. Don't even worry about <laughs> it. So, ladies and gentlemen, so, I'd like you to start by washing your hands, and uh, then. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, uh, so guys, welcome again to the podcast. Uh, today we are joined by our another IF, uh, Air Force IMSC uh, member. So uh, introduce yeah. yourself. My brother. Hey, what's up? It's, uh, My brother. Brandon. Just go ahead. Uh, how about this? We'll, we'll go with Ditka because that's, that's my call sign, right? Some of you know Ditka. that's what I go by. But it's uh, so Master and Brandon Gasco. I'm the, uh, um, the log plans hey. functional manager there at IMSC. I, I, what I want to know is, what I want to know is, where did Dicka come from? Because when I started, I yeah. started sitting on your your signature, I'm like, man, who the hell is Dicka, and why is he why, why is he keep signing with Dicka? Not nice. because you look like Mike Dicka, or you. It ain't got nothing to do with you being Chicago Bears fan either. Uh, what do you mean? I, I am a Bears fan. <laughs> right, with that Alma Tiger shirt say, on. Say, look. <laughs> What are the colors, bro? What are the colors? It is the same. It is the same color. <laughs> no, Illinois, I, so, Alabama. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ditka. It it, uh, it comes from uh, one of my deployments, actually. So, uh, probably my favorite. Not even probably. Definitely my favorite deployment. Um, I was out with uh, the the TAC P guys out in Afghanistan, mm. and uh, obviously those those dudes they go by call signs a lot. Uh, I was I was the jobster for those guys, um, and part of what I did was uh, kind of brought things together, helped the the so the squadron we had three squadrons, and the squadron superintendents were also the uh, unit travel reps. Um, so I did a lot of a lot of coaching and teaching with them on what I needed for them, so that I could move their people to and from, you know, like we're supposed to do, and so. Uh, I, I struck up a good friendship with, uh, with one of those uh, uh, superintendents uh, at the time, Senior Master Sergeant uh, uh, Pachesa, and uh, goes by Chachi. I think he's retired now, but uh, um, he went on to make chief and then was picked up to be a command chief out at, uh, I think it was at uh, McGuire for a while um, recently. Um, but yeah, so, so Chachi, he... Uh, he christened me with uh, with Ditka because he knew he was a Bears fan, and he, he liked how I I taught and I coached those guys to uh, uh, you know do uh, force movement in and out of theater. Okay, 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 okay. I could rock with that. Briefly, do you have a call sign? Uh, so I would just say that my original call sign when I got in the military because I got nicknames 
So um, I don't do, we don't do call signs, we do nicknames. But if you wanted to, you know, go there uh, as far as military names, um, unfortunately, my my military name that I was given um, was this Junebug. And it was given to me by Junebug. Uh, June June it, it was given to me by the one and only, uh, one and only uh, Darius Cunningham, who it then turned, changed my name from Junebug to Kenjamin. So every time he sees me, he calls me Kenjamin. So Kenjamin. Huh? Kenjamin. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Good yeah. stuff. Okay. Well, so right, obviously you just talked about one of your deployments, but uh but tell us about who you are. Tell the the, the listeners, people watching a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, how you got into I, the Air Force, how the hell you like became I'm a war in, planner. Not like I'm important. Um so came in, uh so I actually I graduated high school um, from Auburn, Alabama, War Eagle. And uh, so I was graduated in 99. I uh, went to college for a year down in uh, New Orleans at Tulane University. And freshly coming out of high school, going into New Orleans, I, I didn't actually go to college. Um, I, I lived on the campus and basically hung out on Bourbon Street all the time. So after a year there, I was politely invited not to come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so my, uh, my dad told me, look, um, we ain't paying for you to try to go to school somewhere else. We ain't paying for you to just sit on your ass. So you can either go find a job or join the military. Uh, he had been in the army. Um, and told me Air Force is the way to go. So wandered on down to the recruiter's office, talked to them for a while. Um, they talked me into doing the, uh, the ASVAB. Um, did well, I suppose, on that. And um, they picked me up right away. Uh, this was before two Gs were allowed to uh, come straight in, like you, Brace. Um, and so I ended up being in uh, CE squadron. I became a 3E3, uh, vertical construction, uh, doing a lot of, uh, um, you know, interior maintenance type things. So ceiling so tiles. He's so he's an interior decorator, y'all. Shit. <laughs> you know, I, if I, if I had, if I had been allowed to do some more like actual construction, uh, in that job, I may not have cross-trained. Um, wow. But uh, uh, so 2005, 2006 comes along, and uh, the the Air Force, in its infinite wisdom at that time, decided that they had too many people in CE. Um, and so uh, I didn't want to get out, but I wasn't going to be given a, uh, a CGR to, uh, to re-enlist in that job. Um, they It was something ridiculous. Like, they were allowing two people in the entire air force every month to re-enlist in that job. So I was like, there, there ain't no way in hell I'm, I'm getting that. Cause I was not a stellar airman. Um, so, uh, I had a friend, I was at Holloman. Uh, that's where I was stationed at. And I had a friend who was actually a, a log planner out at the bear base there at the, uh, um, the, the 49th MMG before they came to the, uh, 635th or whoever they are now. But, uh, still the 49th, um, the 49th is MMG. it? Okay. Yep. All right. Well, um, but, uh, 
so yeah, he uh, he sold me on it. He was like, yeah, it's it's awesome. You're you're gonna go TDY all the time. You're gonna spend like a week in Hawaii and blah 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 with all these uh, awesome uh, thoughts of TDYs I was gonna do. Um, so I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Um, so cross trained in, I said oh five oh six. I can't remember exactly when it was. Um, and then went over to Hill. Uh, went to the air control squadron out at Hill. Uh, spent a year there. Um, kind of learning log plans, but that's a very unique mission there. And uh, I was still kind of a punk. I, I had put on, I, I made staff, but uh, I was I was pretty immature at that point. So um, I didn't didn't do real well that that one year there. But um, I, I still managed to kind of prove myself to the uh, the squadron chief. So he, he had my back and uh, I PCA'd from the uh, the air control squadron to the wing, to the, the 338th uh, fighter wing. Um, and if anyone's been at Hill before, you know, you got uh, the, the base itself, the 75th air base wing is an AFMC uh, host on the base, but the 338th fighter wing is the ACC unit there. And they are a TFI unit with the 419th fighter wing uh, reserve unit. So that was one hell of an assignment. Um, for, uh, so about uh, 2006, 2007, I was there and started actually learning what the hell a, a log planner does. Um, had a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, went on my, my first three deployments from there. And from about 2008 until 2012, uh, in that in that four to five year period, I, I did four deployments and four uh, like Oconus uh, exercises. So it was literally back to back to back to back movement all the time. And it's what a lot of us are uh, familiar with at this point. Um, so, uh, yep, I, I did those deployments uh, where I met a lot of a lot of folks. Um, my third deployment um, is actually where I replaced you, Brace, uh, mm. there at, uh, uh, at, at Kabul with the, uh, hey, shit, what was this? Yeah. yeah, yeah they're not even, they don't even exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah. But, uh, um, yep, I, that was, uh, if, I had to, if I had to pick, probably of, my, of those four deployments, that third one, I learned a hell of a lot about yeah. how to be a, a leader. Um, and how to interact with people. Yep. Oh, God, I hated that deployment. I hated that <laughs> deployment uh, because so <laughs> so so. Um, uh, if anybody know how here. you feel, if anybody want to know, if anybody know how you feel, I know how you feel. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I had it a lot better than you had it, though. I mean, you were out there fucking driving those convoys. I, I didn't have to do that shit. Um, but uh, um, I. I got there, did what I had to do, learned a hell of a lot, met a lot of good people. But what, what killed me was we had no consistency in what we were doing because I got there and the, the group deputy at the time, uh, he was a reserve 21 G. So before he was, he was before they merged 21 R's and he thought he knew absolutely everything there was to know about log plants. And he used to tell us that uh, 
it didn't matter where we sat. Log plans can do their job from anywhere in the world. And while I kind of understand where he's coming from, everything I wanted to say back to him was, then why the hell am I here? But anyway, um, the, the moral of the story there is that I, I kept having to reinvent the wheel because they took us out of the squadrons, turned us into this log C2 cell. The squadron leadership didn't want to do that. So they didn't really support what we had to do. So they just basically threw a bunch of workload on us. So we became the UTRs and the log planners uh, for, for all three of those squadrons. Um, and then it was literally every day, 50 times a day, answering the same question about why can't I get on that flight that's leaving three hours earlier, but instead of answering it to, you know, a couple airmen and some staff sergeants, you're answering it to majors, lieutenant colonels, chiefs. And so you, you can't really speak your mind <laughs> the way you want to. And it's just after over and over and over again. So that, that really grinded me. Well, try, that, try, that, try, try, try doing that. Try doing that after being on the road all day. <laughs> I got you. I got you, bro. I got you. Those sound. That's weird. Those sound like. Uh, those sound like transportation questions, right? I mean, mm. if I if I if I but ask somebody why I can't get on the flight, I'm not going to go to the customer service rep. I'm going to go to the ticketing agent. That's yeah. the gate, right? Right. Right. So 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 crazy story is okay. All right. So what 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 Gaskill the store Gaskill telling? I wrote the con ops for that 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 thing, right? I remember you saying that. So. But the problem was is they didn't they didn't honor what the strategy was. So <laughs> okay. So literally, what what was supposed to happen was it was supposed to be a situation where we we literally worked just for the jet the jet and I airmen. We were doing instead mm -hmm. of. Um, you know, y'all take this little corner, y'all take this little corner, because everybody fell up under one group. Hey, let's put everybody in one location. The problem they did was they moved them, like they moved them from different locations, different locations. I think I think Gaston probably got moved twice while he was there. Yeah. So, so I started when I got there. I was in the 866 where where I replaced the uh, Raceley at. Um, then we moved to uh, on the same uh, fob uh, out at uh, Camp Phoenix moved to another building. So we went a couple of weeks without really having any calm, um, mm. which, you know, try doing tip fit pulls when you have no computer. But- We can tell this story because this place no longer exists. So right. it's not optic, right. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, that's, all, that's one thing, but what was asinine about it, so they, they stood up this C2 cell, but rather than putting it at, I don't know, a place like Bagram, where 95% of the people go into Afghanistan pass uh, through. Now I got to edit that. <laughs> now I got to fucking edit that. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the, <laughs> they decided to put it there at Camp Phoenix, where we aren't even by a runway. So not only do I have limited communications, but... I can't even go talk to anyone at a terminal to work out some stuff. So I'm literally so, just sitting in a hut trying to do this. So, yeah. so let me ask you a question. And, and, and I, I know you said the squadron that you were a part of or the group, right? But was this, were you guys the, the log planners who were responsible for all the IA 
log planners in Afghanistan. So basically, so basically the nine five five. But what the nine five five is now, that's what. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's what it is. So okay, so I did that same job during the shutdown of Iraq at the four nine fifth. I don't remember what it was. I have a patch somewhere, right? Yeah. So yes, I did that. So we were responsible. So I was based out of um, not Iraq, but all of my, and my squadron, the group leadership, because we were part of like an A four group, is what they called it. All the yeah. the four squadrons, their leadership, to include the UTRs, were based out of that same location I was at. So all of our forces were in even the even the UTRs. So the commander, the first sergeant, the DOs. You know, the superintendents, all that jazz. I mean, each squadron, their leadership was probably like about five or six deep, right? Officer enlisted to include the UTR. And so we were all based out of that other location, not Iraq. But all four squadrons, our IAs that were, are, were all in Iraq. And so this was doing, during the drawdown, right? And this was my first major. This, I had went on like three rat teams and like a three-monther before that. But this was my big, <laughs> my first deployment deployment, right? And so, uh, I mean, this is what, 2011? close out of uh you know the the, the close out of iraq forces mm-hmm. pulling out and it got to the point where uh they were when these bases are closing from north to south there's nothing left on the ground right so these right. planners that were up there uh assigned to these uh these bases were like yo gonzalez after this date you can't talk with us anymore we don't have anything to talk with we're gonna have one satellite whatever between 20 people <laughs> pull out your iridium phone right yeah, right. So what, what, what we ended up having to go uh, do, and it was actually the other guy that I was deployed with, uh, primarily him. Uh, so he forward deployed up into Iraq. And then I made trips out there every few weeks. But it got to the point where we're kind of just like walking around these areas, looking for people that had the same patch as us. And at the time, we had those ABSG... Um, Oh, I, I, miss, I miss those uniforms. Those are nice. I still got mine. I still got mine. Me oh, too. They're so nice. So nice. So nice. So, so yeah. So I, I, it was pajamas. It's like pajamas. Every day I wear my little Spider-Man shirt, man, and be like, oh, oh, Hell oh yeah. So so yeah. So we would walk around and be like, hey, you have the same patch as me, and uh, and, and so that was a uh, uh, so that's kind of how we redeployed our folks, right? Um, or found them. So and so for to put that in perspective for, for the listeners, right? So think about this, especially right now with, with what's going on with COVID and whatnot and the different policies that have been put out by, by, uh, by DOD guidance and then CENTCOM or whatever, AOR, you know, and then Air Force and MATCHCOM. Everybody stresses tip the discipline. Tomorrow, today's <laughs> Wednesday, so tomorrow at nine and two, people are going to be on did, did you just say that phrase? Yeah. Did you really just say that phrase? Yeah. What is that, tip, by the way? Yeah, no, somebody should start an email asking that, right? Um, so, so every, so everybody stresses that, like tip and discipline, right? And so, consider this. So, what we're talking about, what I just described, was we, uh, I was the log planner doing deploy, but specifically during this time redeploy for our joint forces embedded with army units. So, yeah. let me give you an example, right? You would think, hey, if a, if a um, whatever, this 13-man fire squad comes in and it says they're going to location A in Iraq, that's where they are. And 180 plus days later, they will redeploy from location A. Now, the, yep. uh, so factor in a couple things. One, Iraq's closing down, right? Location A mm-hmm. might have been there in January. In January 2nd, it's not there anymore. Right? Yep. Um, in addition to that, one of the craziest things I saw was 
I, I was coming out of uh, out of Iraq on a C-130. We get off the C-130 at the location that I'm at. We're walking down the uh, to get on the on, on the bus to take us to the terminal, and uh, uh, a bunch of army guys are coming off, and an army guys, a couple guys, army guys are getting back off of the of the bus to go back on the plane, and they knew each other and they met at the bus, and they're like, "Hey, where are you going?" They're like, "We're going up to Camp So and So up in Iraq," and they're like, "You want to come?" And the other army guys are like, "Yeah, I'll go." And they just got on the fucking plane, right? So, <laughs> in perspective, when we're talking about these army guys, when they're oh, yeah. our joint, our joint airmen, right? So these joint airmen, in some cases, moved four, five, six different times. Hell yeah! Throughout their six-month yeah. tour towards the Andrana, right? Yep. So yeah. when yep. Tiffid, Tiffid discipline, man, uh, we it talk about tough. calm out. That's yeah. calm out. It was tough. Calm. It, 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 yeah. So it's tough. It, yeah. When, it, it, when, it's tough. And then, and then when you when you're doing your um. You know when you're doing your uh your little every three month reviews. Yeah, the, and, the quarterly tipfit scrub, right? Yeah, and then you like, <laughs> yeah, we got. Then like, oh yeah, such and such went over here. So I'm like, what? Like y'all didn't say nothing? Like we the whole tour we there we find out this one person is over here, and they not even and, and the person that's 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 you in to replace them ain't even replacing them. They're not even going to that location. I was like, man, I, I quit. Yep. I was ready to quit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was ready to yeah. I was ready to quit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It it uh the that's, the that's what it's like working with that's what it's like working with the army. Sent, the people that I've sent at the time, and I, I, I know some of them are still out there and I, I, I love some of those dudes. I, Doug Easterling is hell of a guy. But uh um they hated me, not because of they, like they, they hated <laughs> me too. <laughs> But uh, see, like, retired I, I retired scene master scene master Hubbard went off on me one night. And I was like, "Damn, I I don't have, I don't yeah. have, like I I can't." Yeah, I, I, I basically told him. I basically told him, "I'm not even going to bother sending you a tip fit maintenance worksheet because I could do it. I could spend the next five hours going through this shit, putting it together, and sending it to you. Ten minutes later, I'm going to have to change it. So why am I bothering?" So I, I will send you a tip fit update when I'm ready to send the person home and I know where they're coming from. <laughs> how about that? Um, that's, that's how I operated out there. Um, and that's what's really influenced the way I approach where I'm at now. So, so moving forward, after, <laughs> you know, so um, after, uh, after those deployments, so, so that third deployment, I was still at Hill. I'm a PCS to uh, Interlick, Turkey, actually, um, and really loved it out there, but uh, got hit up for that fourth deployment uh, with the TAC-P guys, and uh, so did that, uh, came home, PCS from uh, Turkey to Hawaii, did uh, three years in the, the squadron there, the 647th LRS, uh, and then uh, this, uh, this chief by the name of uh, Robert Griffith uh, happened to be the PACAF uh, chief at the time and uh, gave me the opportunity to, to join the team there on the, uh, the A4. Um, happened to be January 2017. And if anyone remembers uh, uh, the history a little bit here uh, and remembers what was going on in 2017 in, uh, <laughs> in, yeah. in the, that area of the world, um, turned yep. into a real fun time because I, I took on the, the role as the command BSP manager. Um, so 
you know, we might have to uh, prepare the battle space a little bit um, yeah. <laughs> in that AOR. Uh, so, but uh, that, that was a, a great time. I, I did just over a year there on the PACF staff. Um, went a lot of places, got, uh, got a chance to, to hit Korea two times, um, went out to Guam a couple of times, went to Alaska, uh, did a, um, a TDY down in Australia actually for a couple of weeks doing a, uh, a site survey slash uh, joint slash international kind of uh, uh, engagement. So I uh, had, a, had a lot of fun, met a lot of good people too. So um, from PACAF and IPCS to, to uh, the fight in 55th there at uh, Offutt Air Force Base where I've replaced the, uh, this guy, uh, uh, soon to be Senior Mass Sergeant uh, Gonzalez. Um, we wonderful did... place, One, wonderful <laughs> place, by the way. So um, that's probably uh, my my favorite assignment as far as the the workload. I mean, it is humping all the time, but that's that's what I enjoy doing. I mean. Uh, since I became a log planner, and I, I know we aren't supposed to say log planners anymore, right? So, and I'm on board with where no, Chief Griff's going. Not with that. Say, we're, so, not saying, we're not saying, not saying log anymore. Yeah. No, right. no, no. We're not supposed to say, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Change. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's when supposed to be loggies. Not supposed to be loggies. Sorry. Um, oh, we had, I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. So when did that, when did that happen? I didn't, I didn't get that memo. So Chief, Chief uh, uh, talked about it last year during one of his initial all call. But um, oh. but I'll let him know that you didn't get that. Though I'll tell him. I'll text him right now. <laughs> yeah, tell him. Do you need do you need that memo? I, I can send you. Yeah, that. be like uh, tell him. Doesn't tell him, tell only him, thing tell him. he remembers. Chief. Only thing chief. Only thing he remembers. Chief is trying to give our forces to the guard. Hey, <laughs> 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 hey, we get that. You know what? Total force. Total force. Total force. Total force. So so uh, so I do want to talk about often a little bit, right? Yeah, uh, you're right. That place is jobbing. I'm, uh, and I don't know if the numbers are still like that. My EPR shows it from during that time frame. Number one deployed ACC, number two Air Force. That's packs, uh, packs and cargo wise. The number of missions. Uh, yep. For those of you who don't know, I think we talked a little bit about it maybe in previous podcasts. So that base has uh, the RC 135s and then the, the multiple variants of that RC 135. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the only wing in the Air Force who has that. There's no uh, Guard and Reserve Unit that does that same mission. They are, they are it. Uh, We've got to brag on ourselves a little bit here, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, break, break, yeah, so, brace yourself. Break, brace, yourself. Yeah, so, brace yourself for the so, ego check, ladies so and gentlemen. Get, <laughs> Gasco, get your EPR. Let's just start reading off. Uh, ah! uh, so, so, but, but no, uh, it really is. I mean, it is also, uh, it's off at Air Force Base in Omaha, Nebraska. Wonderful town, beautiful town, wonderful people. Uh, they're also co-located uh, there. That installation hosts uh, headquarters, strategic command. Um, yes. In addition to the uh, the weather wing, uh, some or weather wing there, and to include, yep. I think there's a naval detachment and then maybe like a right. detachment. So mm-hmm. Uh, huge, mm-hmm. huge base, very busy uh, uh, installation. And so, let me ask you. Uh, damn it, I had the question locked and loaded and I, and I forgot it but no not just me us us we're talking about us and, no so okay so what uh i i 
how long did it? Because you weren't there that long. You, you and I might have been there about the same uh, amount of time, right? Yeah. So, but how long did it take you to get comfortable there, coming <laughs> from the uh, coming from the air staff or from the Magcom staff? Because I came out of the European staff there, right? Yeah. So I had been yeah. away from the career field. Uh, I don't want to say away from it, but all intents and purposes, I had been out of the wing level for three years. It took me almost eight yeah. months to get comfortable. It was insane. I mean, so. Uh, Again, because because of what was going on uh, while I was there at PACAF, I mean, reading tidbits and trying to do some um, uh, contingency planning, uh, I was I was in a better position to to go into there um, because that's you know eighty percent of the job at Offit. So um, I I did not expect the the turnover rate how quickly things come up you push them out they're back they're going again another one's jenning up it's going maybe going the same place maybe going somewhere else there's always something coming and going coming and going coming and going literally all the time um so what my biggest challenge was just trying to keep straight what each of these missions like what each of these mission sets was (laughs) (laughs) and then figuring out the they they don't go by like uh, location names. They go by OLs, you know, operating OL. locations, uh, OL numbers. So try, trying to like find a cheat sheet that says, what the hell is OL8? Like, where, where am I sending these people? Uh, um, so Gonzo then, Gonzo then sets you up just like he set me up. Uh, That's bullshit. That's bullshit. So I, nope. so I, I guarantee you, I could go to Sipper and find the, the, the email that I sent him with the listing yeah, of a bunch yeah. of, and I still send stuff after the fact. See, don't lie. That's fake news. You talking about guys? You talking about saying Gaskell? Let me set me up because today. Oh, Gaskell. Gaskell. Today, Gaskell. Oh, okay, because today I found out something that you forgot to let me know today. What? But we're what? not going to even talk about that. Hey, who's supposed to be doing, hey, who's supposed to be doing foreign military sales news group? Oh, yeah. I get a phone call. I get a phone call. Like, hey, uh, hey, uh, from our city, Willie. We're gonna go, hey, uh, hey, 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 son. Hey, uh, who, who's working, uh, for military sales? Who's working for military sales? I was like, I go, hey, hey, pay away. What up? Hey, who's working for military sales? Uh, you. I was like, huh? He's like, Gonzo didn't tell you that? I was like, mother, I started cussing. Yeah, you, yeah, that was right. That would, that's me. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> yeah, and so I, 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 yeah, I forgot about it a lot too. And it, it wasn't until Willie Johnson or, or freaking the, the other guy would call and say, hey, Sanji, I just let you know I dropped one in there for you. And I'm like, okay, and I'd write it down. Okay. And I'd still forget it a week later, right? It was a sad, hey. It's a sand mission, right? It's gonna go. It's gonna go. But uh, but anyways, yeah. So so Offit is is so, very dynamic. So, so back um, back back to Gonzo not looking at <laughs> that, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's a lie. That's no, So so here here's what I here's what I wanted to ask you because uh, uh, yeah, for the most part, I mean, I know there was a we didn't actually do a turnover. I had left before you got right. there and whatnot, right. and I know Western kind of helped. <laughs> so so while you were there. You were there because I, I wasn't a master, or towards the end, I, I sewed on, right? But um, when you got there, how much of your day was spent doing five 
five and new seven level stuff as opposed to doing superintendent stuff. Because for me, I mean, I was in there working, working. Superintendent stuff was like, once everybody so, goes home, I can worry about the shit. So I mean, oh, this gonna um, be a good. This gonna be a good. Com- this gonna be a good conversation. It it ebbs and flows, right? So uh, a lot of it, in my opinion, a lot of it is dependent on who else you have in the office. I was fortunate enough. There's there's a gentleman that's still there, tech sergeant right now, who I knew I could rely on him to take care of getting the job done. So I didn't have to be the one doing all the planning, doing the daily, like looking at the daily tip feeds. I still did it every now and then just to stay fresh and get an idea of what's going on. Um, and I always sat in or tried to sit in on most of the, the planning meetings just to make sure I knew what was happening uh, and, and keep things on course. But um, I, I was extremely fortunate to, to have a tech sergeant that I knew I could rely on. And even though it was an extremely young office, um, mm-hmm. we had, uh, so when I, and we, we got a whole bunch of more straight out of tech school pipeliners uh, before I left. We had, counting myself, I think we had 11 2Gs mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Nine of them were senior airmen and below. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and seven of those had under a year in service. Yep. So um, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much your tech, your, your NCOs can do. Sometimes uh, you, you have to spread the wealth, but um, I was also fortunate enough that a lot of the, uh, even though they were young, we had some real hard chargers in that office um, yeah. that, that are going places. If they stay yeah, in Robo, if you're watching this, you better be staying in. Um, but uh, um, I was I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to worry about it too much. I knew the job was going to get done and that training was going to happen. Uh, all I had to do was make sure they were they were staying on course. Um, okay. Then you know, real world events uh, come up too, and there uh, the flood happened. And yeah, yeah. That just you know, yeah. You, you, you can't write a script for that. So uh, that we were making it up as we went, just trying to like, I, my number one goal when that happened uh, after making sure everyone was alive was, all right, how do we get in contact with the UDMs? How, how are we going to make sure we know where, where units are at, where they're operating yeah. from, what's their capacity? Because the mission isn't going to stop. They just yeah. move the plane somewhere else and they're going to fly from there instead. Because that's a yeah. that's a no stop mission that they got. Yeah, a legit no stop mission. That is no fail yeah. there. There's no. It's a. Um, so. No, that that that's good, man. It was a. Uh, it, it was like it was a straight when I was there. Straight two years of being stressed out, um, which was good. I mean, it, it that was good. It it went by too fast, and um, and not the, and I love the current position and job that I'm able to fill. It's definitely mm-hmm. a privilege, mm-hmm. but. Um, if it hadn't have come up, hadn't have came up, I mean, off it is amazing. It, it, it's yeah. just amazing. I mean, the yeah. job, but just the community. The community is nice. Uh, it, it's definitely a hidden gem. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, three, four months out of the year, it, there's there's snow. It, you maybe get one or two snowstorms. You get ice. You get snow and whatnot. But for the other eight, it's so beautiful. There's so much to do there. 
um, it's the cost of living is so cheap, so yep. cheap. Uh, yep. and, and so I would love, I, I'm serious. Uh, that's where I met my girl. And so, uh, um, she's born and raised right there, uh, right in Iowa, right across the border. And so, uh, I'm seriously, seriously considering that once I'm done, uh, doing this whole active duty thing, uh, possibly going back there. Um, cause it's just, I mean, I, I, I fell in love with it. But, um, I know, I know someone who works in the Stratcom J4. Oh no, I don't want to do that, man. I just want to, I just want to work at Home Depot or something like that, or I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe sell, sell rocks or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, so okay. So let me ask you guys this, because you, and this is going to be a little weird to, to question and answer. We hear, I hear a lot of people, um, including myself, uh, say, "Hey, being a leader, right?" But I don't know about you guys. I don't, I guess I can't point to a specific moment in my Air Force career, whether it was NCO or now it's a senior NCO, where I can honestly say that, you know what, Anthony, you're a leader. Is, is that weird? Is it weird? Like, like, you know, I'd like to think I, 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 I do things for people and I can help people and win when somebody needs to stand up and say, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to be the reason why this succeeds or fails that I do that. But it, I don't feel like I do it. Um, I don't know. And, what are your guys' uh, thoughts about yourself? Go, go ahead. And, go ahead. Because, uh, I, so, I, have, I have a different take on it. <laughs> um, I think I agree with, I agree with you Gonzo. So um, I, I struggle with the, the idea of considering myself a, a leader sometimes. Um, because part of me just, I'm always trying to define what that even means. Like what is a leader, you know, how, how do you determine if someone's a good leader? So I, I really just picture myself as someone who has been around for a little while, has some experience and I think I have some good ideas and I'm not afraid to talk about it. Um, I want to, I want to hear what someone else has to say. If you disagree with what I have to say, that's fine. Explain to me why you disagree or why you think my idea won't work and we can, we can hash it out. Um, I'm going to come with facts and I'm going to come with what I know. And I, I base what I think off of the, the policy, the regulations, all that kind of stuff. But I also always keep it back in my head. And I, I stress this to the airmen too, that, that, have, uh, uh, that, that I've worked with is Refer to the book, but never accept the book answer as just the book answer, as the final answer. Because mm -hmm. that, that answer may have been written back in 1982 when we had a completely different mindset about what we're doing. So it's okay. okay to disagree with what the book says if you can show why it doesn't fit. Um, so I, I, I approach everything that way. And like, I just, I'm a guy that has some, some ideas and I think they're, they're valid and I'm going to ask questions about it. And if that, is, if that demonstrates some leadership, because I'm willing to uh, stand there in front of uh, a commander or a chief and express that while also trying to tell the, tell the, the folks that uh, work for me, Hey, we got a job to do. I need you to go do that. I need you to go do that. Uh, let me know if you need help. Uh, if, if that makes me a leader, then, then so be it. Okay. All right. So this is going to be my take on this whole leader thing, right? 
may sound cheesy, but it is what it is. I think that in every level that we have sat in, especially in this career field because of the positions that we've been thrown into and the people that we have had to um, encounter, when I say encounter, educate. From the day you put that unit, from the day you walk in the office, I say three months later after walking in the office, who are you teaching? Staff, tech, masters, sometimes sometimes CMAS sergeants, officers. Um, you're briefing, you know, at, at senior airman staff sergeant, you're briefing squadron commanders, sometimes even the wing commander. You're telling them, you're literally telling them, hey, if you fit, if you don't do this, you're gonna fail, right? Um, I think in our career field, at every level, somebody is, has had that experience to be uh, an influential leader because people come to us because they don't know anything. Literally, they we, we are literally the expert. 30, 30 to sixty days after being on on base, right? Um. So we do, even though, you know, we probably feel like LRS don't listen to us or the, the UDM sometimes, you know, suck for lack, lack of better words. But our airmen are thrust into leadership positions and they're, they're thrust in, they're forced to make leadership decisions, you know, day 30. Not day one, but day 30. Now, I think where our career field has failed is we took that power from them. When I came, when I came in, I came in. I I didn't come to my base as a, as a slick sleep. I mean, as a as a one C. I had zero stripes. So every stripe that I that I got, I got either time and grade, or I, I you know I promoted and I promoted within you know whatever I you know senior airman below the zone all that stuff right. So as this, as an airman as a one striper, I was briefing squadron commanders. I was doing inspections and telling people what mistakes they were making, what mistakes they were making, and what they needed to fix. As a staff sergeant, the same way. It wasn't until when I, when I was a staff sergeant three years uh, in, in time and grade as a staff sergeant where my leadership, my leadership uh, abilities or my leadership qualities were, not even qualities because it ain't really qualities, my leadership opportunities became uh, lessons because the the shift of work center leadership was all about I have to be in charge and we started taking those development opportunities from our airmen. So I believe you and you have always been in that position, even even with you know with your backgrounds. Y'all, I mean, uh, guys, you was on a working the flight line. That's to me. That's day one leadership. Gaskill, you was doing structural maintenance. That's day one leadership. Why? Because if somebody messes up, somebody dies, right? You're always two or three steps ahead because of safety. And you're always looking around, and if somebody is putting you in a position that's going to get you killed or get somebody else killed because that's your, that was your everyday job, you got the authority to check them on it. So I think that from a, like, I, I think, you know, well, I believe that we all been leaders since day one. I don't disagree. I absolutely don't disagree with you. I mean, 
anyone can be a leader at any point, right? So right. Uh, it, it's a matter of whether you have the, um, the, the intestinal fortitude to do it. Uh, right. And whether you have a, a head on your shoulders that uh, is humble enough to do that. I mean, to me right. also part of, part of being a good, a good leader is uh, accepting when you're wrong. I, I know I have, <laughs> I know I have made uh, some boneheaded decisions sometimes. Uh, the way, the way I look at it is it, everyone is going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to just do something that's ignorant sometimes. Uh, but it's how you deal with that, that, that demonstrates your, your leadership potential. Are yeah. you, can you, can you take that, correct it, yeah, and right. then fix it and move forward? Right. Right. Now, we got a little bit on the, the topic there. So, Gonzo and I, we, we both cross-trained in. You came as a pipeliner. I know that's, uh, that's a discussion always within our career field. Uh, of what's the better course okay, and that's a discussion again i think that's before you before you make your point i think that's a discussion that eventually we got to put to bed but you go ahead yeah so, uh, my my the only thing i want to say on it is it, i don't know where i fall in it i don't know which way is better uh, i can i can see the the pros to, to both sides of it but i think there is yeah. something to be said for um when you have the the job that we have to do, especially the mm -hmm. job as it's defined right now, which I know we've had some discussions about uh, <laughs> what, um, what it should be, but the job we have to do right now, a lot of times, uh, I, there's not necessarily time always for me to be a great leader that teaches you how to be an airman. I have to focus on teaching you how to be a great log planner and sometimes that means I don't have uh, the the capacity or the bandwidth or whatever fancy phrase you want to use right now to teach you how to tie your shoes and make sure you make your bed the right way in your dorm room I just have so, to so, hope and pray that you know how to do that but how do we and 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 and, and, and to kind of go back to when I say we got put it to bed not saying that you know, this discussion can't be held. I'm speaking to the entire career field as far as to put it to bed because I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those things just a give and take, and it's also benefits and pluses. Um, and, I, you know, I was one of those ones that I was always against. I was always against – well, not I, I ain't never been against questions. I just had issue questions because when it came to promotion opportunities and, you know, EPRs, you know, and all that stuff, it was almost like up until they started doing the force distribution, it was like pretty much even to I would say that. Unless until you start getting boarded. But because you guys would have leadership opportunities from the from, from the day you walk out of ALS, some of us didn't become supervisors till we became tech uh, tech sergeant. Or even masters, right? So that's that's the that's a plus now everything I'm gonna say is gonna be a plus and a negative. Why? Because it's a plus because I got I got a, I got a teammate that ha, has been been a supervisor for two to five five years, depending on that, you know, how long it's taking him to promote, right? The negative is I also have a teammate that has more experience than me, so more experience as a leader than me, 
And when I say leader, you probably could be a horrible leader, but you've had though you've had that experience of being able to uh, supervise, have subordinates, um, and the squadron or the flighter, everybody looks at them. Well, they got more leadership experience. Uh, you know, forget their knowledge; they can lead people. You no, know, just because you got had you had numbers under your belt on this, I mean, you're not lead people. And you know, we we have uh, we've always been in a in a in a disadvantage because they were all they they would always be into consideration when it came to running a section or or, or running um, or running a, a work center because it's like, well. I know this person doesn't know the job, but they got they they got experience leading people. And what ends up happening is is you have the more experienced person basically sat in the corner because because of personalities. Hey, I'm in charge. You got to listen to me. But hey, I know you're in charge, but I know more than you. We got to figure out this right here. We got to figure out where your weaknesses are, and my weaknesses are, and come and be, and be here instead of compete with each other. And um, and and that was I don't I don't, you know I don't think in the in the uh, in the lower tier that's a that's an issue a major issue it's probably still an issue but a major issue but I definitely think it's still an issue in this in our in our current tier the master sergeants and senior master sergeants not so much chiefs because they got it right um, everybody's still competing with each other and instead of developing each other and, and Luke going to uh, what Gaskill was saying is like he don't have he don't have time you know he don't have he doesn't have time to teach you how to be a leader because he, he, he's so focused on uh, he has to focus on teaching you how to be the best law planner. It's like, man, when, when are we going to get that balance to be able to develop our airmen uh, as leader, as Air Force airmen, as well as technical airmen? Because um, a, lot of, a lot of the other career fields have that luxury. We don't because going back to what, uh, what Gonzo said as far as being a superintendent, what what have y'all been doing as a super? What was you doing as a superintendent? Still doing tactician work, right? When we we gotta we gotta figure out that 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 meet that balance to figure out okay when is the superintendent going to actually be able to be a superintendent and when are the section chiefs or the NCRCs going to be able to we're going to be able to take the reins off of those individuals and let them actually do what they're supposed to do based off the Little Brown Handbook. When, when are we going to get there? So, so what would you say to somebody that would say, Bracely, that happens already. It's called Professor uh, PME. Is PME not in? Is PME no, not it, enough? It doesn't. Is, is it, no, it so, doesn't. That's a book. Okay. That, again, you, you're going back to you're going back to being a leader with with uh, with answers, testing answers instead of applied opportunities. So how? So, okay, so I'll ask both of you guys. So what have you guys done throughout your careers as NCOs and senior NCOs to try to, to try to make both those levels as close to possible? And the levels is meeting the mission, a.k.a. training your, your people to be the best log planners they can be, as well as training them to be the best airmen. What are some of the tools you guys have? And watch this response. You're going to laugh at this response, right? I'm a senior select. Ask me, when have I had the opportunity to, be, to develop a law planner? When? As a direct supervisor. Okay. What's the answer? When was Never. the last time? That Never. <laughs> Never. Really? Never. So, so now you know why I'm so excited about 
and about the development of people, why I get so involved because I've had to get, I, I had to do my leadership, my development, my mentorship outside of my career field. And I explain to you why. So that's right. Staff Sergeant and, and, and NCO at Yakota, I spent majority of my NCO years at Dakota, right? I didn't have, I think I personally think it was it was it was uh, purposefully or it was on purpose that we had four staff sergeants and in in a in, a, in, a, in four or five airmen and only two tech sergeants with some supervisors. Out of three tech sergeants and, and one math sergeant. The two tech sergeants were supervisors, and the the other tech sergeant got sent in the back in the back of the building to work WRM and plans, and he and he had a staff sergeant in the office, but they made that staff sergeant follow up onto somebody else. And then, furthermore, this tech sergeant supervisor was a second lieutenant, while the other tech sergeant supervisor was a senior select. So, so, so that sorry so, if I'm cutting you off. From, sorry. From from a staff sergeant all the way up to tech sergeant, when I had the opportunity to be a, a influential person, I had to take my opera I, I had to take opportunities to lead outside of the work center because if I went and tried to train another airman that wasn't my troop, it was gonna be a fight. Because now I'm 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 crossing the lines and, and doing somebody else's job, right? So I gotta step outside of the office. So my first, my first real leadership leadership position and opportunity was when I got to Edwards Air Force Base and they made me the Spartan superintendent. And we had the whatever, I can't remember the amount of military that we had, had coming in. And I was so excited because at that point, I knew that I was making some type of, um, some type of impact and effect. And I was actually dealing with personal issues that I, I was ready to do. I was excited about dealing with. Because log planner, I spend most of my time developing log planners outside of outside of the scope. And FYI, I'm not saying send me to a log plan shop because I don't want to go back to a log plan shop ever. <laughs> so it's it's interesting that you say some of that. So um, so I I came from from Moffitt where I was the the superintendent there for the uh, uh, for DDX, and I I do want to stress that as difficult as it can be having brand new straight out of tech school airmen i also really really enjoyed it because i knew that i would be able to hopefully mold them to be a good log plan um, instead of getting someone who spent four or five uh, eight years of their career not getting the training that they need and not being exposed to the opportunities that they need to learn and grow. And then they come to me and it's a much harder process because you have to break those bad habits and, and yeah. rework some of those, uh, the, the, that muscle memory of the, the wrong way of doing things and teach them the right way again. So but what is the wrong? What is the wrong way? I, I I personally believe in our career field, there is no wrong way of doing things. You know why? <laughs> because 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 every base has a unique situation to where they yes. have to go against the grain. So because they have to go against the grain, 
you PCS to another base and you say, this is how I was taught. And somebody said, well, that's the wrong way of doing it. But they was getting the job done over there. So, so it's like, okay. what is really the wrong way, wrong, wrong or right way of doing things? I, I have one quick answer to that. And anyone that's worked for me, anyone who's worked for me will, will attest that I have said this many times. To me, the number one wrong answer, that's not my job. Ooh, if I hear answer. someone in my office say that's not my job, I'm liable to go snatch the phone right out of the hand and take over the conversation. Because what if it's not yes, what if it's not their job? Then you help the person understand whose job it is. So so technically that wasn't wrong. That that was but wrong you, in a response, but that was wrong in a response to saying that ain't my job, but technically if, I, but, if somebody called me and asked me to do something like go palletize a pallet, all right, that ain't my job. But here go a phone number at an individual that can teach you how to palletize a pallet. I'm not saying that the, the fact is wrong. I'm saying right. that the approach is wrong. The mindset that you're just calling the wrong place and you need to go figure it out. That's, that's what yeah. I mean. Oh, it, no, 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 no. The customer service is customer service at the end yeah. of the day. I'm sorry, so it's all a matter of service, but it is customer service. And that's why I said saying that's not my job. I don't want to ever hear someone say that's not my job because you get, as far as I'm concerned, and again, this is just my opinion, but as far as I'm concerned, I didn't enlist to become a log planner. I enlisted to become a member of the United States Air Force. The United States Air Force has a job to do. Whatever needs to get done is your job. You need to figure out who's the best person to do it. So, so with, Ga with, Gaskell, with Gaskell saying that, you may have not have noticed briefly, but him saying that what he just said about his job as a United States member and the job is to get done what the job is, right? Mm. His high and tight, this went even higher and tighter. I mean, that's how, that's just, <laughs> that's, that's, hey, I'm just, hey, I'm just saying, because I was like, I, hey, me, I, I would have, a, I, I personally have an issue with my airmen saying that's not their job, but what I would, what I would have an issue with is, is, is if my airmen had a no mentality. When I say no mentality, means is your answer stops right there without giving, without the professional handout of that, that conversation. Now, I would definitely choke the shit out of somebody say, that ain't my job, and then you got an attitude about it, or I ain't finna, no, no, <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't how we, this ain't how we rock as a law planner. Because one of the things that I, that I, that I harp and stress on is taking care of the people who take care of us. And UDMs, as well as deployers, take care of UDMs, especially UDMs. But deployers, they need us just as much as anybody because, in my opinion, IPR sucks. And IPR isn't the one that's notorious <laughs> for saying. Shots. <laughs> IPR is notorious. IPR is notorious for saying that's not my job. So I get it because I, I, I hate that phrase. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, that's not my specialty or my job. However, yeah. if you call this right. number, and then when I hang up, I'm probably say, hey, such and such, uh, I passed this person over because you was, a, you was a person that I knew that knew this. It may be the wrong answer, but can you help them? Because I can't get them this far. Special handout. And the only reason I'm talking about IPR <laughs> right now is because, is because we got three people at my current location whose orders are jacked up. And they can't get the entitlements. <laughs> Look, okay. That ain't no you. That ain't no you, guys. No, 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 no. But, 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 so, so let me just add to this, right? So 
So the podcasts are recorded. This isn't the first time he's went in on IPR, right? That's been said episode <laughs> one. Like, <laughs> I, don't I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So, oh, so, but, but, I, I'm, but it was funny. So, uh, so Gaskell, you talked about, hey, uh, almost like a pet peeve, right? When people say it ain't my job. Bracely, you just went in on IPR, right? So here's yeah. a question for both of you guys, and, and, and I'll answer. I'll, I'll go first. Um, what are your isms? Or what are those pet peeves within the within not just the career field? This this uh, something you 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 see your teammates doing that that just drive you crazy, or somebody else. For me, and I wasn't always like this. I wasn't like this till I got my ass chewed. It's subject lines on emails, right? I know you guys have seen the subject lines. Mine, they're really weird. I always started uh, asterisk asterisk attention, and then I put two. They're they're off the symbol, <laughs> and then in quotation marks. The sub, the what I want to hit on, right? There's deployments, <laughs> and then I go in there, right? And so here's my rationale for anybody that's seen that, and they're like, "Gonzo, you're an idiot for doing this." Here's why: it's, um, it's, 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 in, it's inbox organization. My bad. I mean, Steve Thunder. No, 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 no. But but that's it. So uh, I was fortunate enough at when uh, for half uh, uh, yeah a year and a half of when I was at European Command, my direct supervisor was Lieutenant Colonel C-17 pilot. And I remember when I sent out one of my, uh, one of my first, or first couple of weeks of emails there, he asked me, um, oh, what is this? It's my son. Yeah, people know you. They know how much child support I pay. They'll be hiding. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but anyways, uh, so. Hi, yeah. hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get your freaking math grade up and then we'll talk. Um, so thank you for the white cloth. Uh, so anyways, yeah, he did bring me a white cloth. Damn it, I forgot to go to the shop and grab something. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so the C-17 pilot, I sent an email out. And, and keep in mind the, the who I was sending it to at that time. I was sending an email out on behalf of the, uh, the JR or Kernop in the, in the ED doc there, uh, European Command, to the other component. Uh, uh, movement cells, basically. And I sent out one of the most piss-poor subject lines ever. And then I had even worse email etiquette in there. And he's like, <laughs> look, man, he's like, he's like, you want to know what I would do if I saw this email? I would just delete it or skip over it for, for days. He's like, your subject line doesn't stand out, doesn't tell me anything. Number two, this, is, this email could go on for the next one, two, three, four, five weeks, right? If somebody, if somebody wants, uh, how how much nicer is it for somebody to be able to control F or go search in their email box and put in a keyword that you put in the subject line and be able to narrow down their search? So just for you guys who have seen me do it, that's why I do it. That's why I'm very deliberate on my subject line. Mm -hmm. that, like, like Bracely said, it keeps emails organized and it keeps it, it's easier to search for stuff. Anyway, yeah, that's, that's, my that's, yeah. that's, that's why when y'all get emails from me, it says Air Force IMNC UTC management, and then there you go. it goes whatever, whatever UTC approve or disapprove, or is UTC management, and then it's whatever that conversation or that topic of that email is. I sure. I hate emails, bro. I hate typing them. I really pick the phone up and call you. Yes. Yes. I, I hate emails. I can't stand when someone just wants to do everything via email all the time. Pick up the damn phone and just talk to they someone. Wanna, they want to they they document your conversation. I, I, that's another thing I, 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 tell, I you tell the airmen all the time is, 
if you want to actually get somewhere with someone, email's good because you can have a record of it. Right. But freaking just call them and talk to them. Be a person, not and a then follow, robot. And then follow up with email. Exactly. Yeah, okay, so, so, okay, so Gaskell, let me ask you, how do you do when you cross, uh, from, I cross-trained off the flight light, and we came up off the flight light, I think the video is, okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we I can. You can hear me? Pepsi, okay, man. cool. We can hear you, Pepsi, man. So, so when I came, right? And, and, and the NCRC of deployments, I wasn't used to picking up the phone and calling anybody. My whole life revolved around other two people that I worked with on the somebody higher than a tech sergeant. It was a bad fucking day. So, did you yeah. experience that coming out of CE? Because it wasn't. It was very uncomfortable for me for a while. Uh, uh, yes, but uh, uh, again, I, I just based on the positions I was in. So before I cross trained. Uh, I was actually uh, running, I wasn't the NCOIC, but I was basically running the uh, um, facility self-help store. So, uh, um, you know, if you want to like do some work inside your building, the facility manager wants to like do a self-help project and they don't want to put in a work order to get it done. I ran the, I ran the store that, that did that. So that that gave me the opportunity to interact with people on a, uh, a more frequent basis and usually of a, a higher rank, not necessarily a bunch of officers, but a lot of senior NCOs that were the facility managers that would come in and they'd want to get, they'd, they'd lay out their plan. They'd want to get certain tools, blah, 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 blah. So that, that helped me really uh, learn how to communicate with people um, and, and in an effective way. And I learned some lessons through email because I had a, um, a squadron DO that wrecked me over the coals a couple of times for the way I uh, worded some emails based on who it was going to. And while I despised it at the time, I appreciate those lessons um, because it, it helped me understand that you will, again, my opinion here, but you will do better if you phrase your, uh, your conversation in a way that is uh, providing ideas versus pointing out flaws. All right, Bracely, what about you? My pet peeves? Selfishness. Like people who have the eye complex. Like, well, not really the eye, because I say eye too, I say eye too much, but people who have the me, 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 me. And um, uh, people who in situating situations where I mean, yeah, the whole it's not my job. I think those those are my my two biggest ones. Is where if I, if I if I'm hearing me so much that I don't even hear what you're trying to say, then there's no point in even a conversation. Yeah. And then again, it's not my job. It's like one of those things, okay, I get it ain't your job, but you smarter than me, who do whose whose job is it? Right. Yeah. Uh, and that that's what I meant by that was uh, don't get me wrong, I I know we don't do everything. Um 
But I feel like we are in a position we should be uh, the ones that know who does those tasks. So what we can help the customer. We, we can help the customer get to the right answer. Yep. So it's it's all yep. a matter of the way you you approach it, and and that's uh, you know again on email. Uh, I, I did try to um, it, preach to some of the some of the airmen, especially depending on who the email is going to. Think about what you're saying. Read it before you send it. Make sure you spelled the words correctly. Make sure not every other word has a comma after it. That, that's the kind of crap that drives me insane. When I get an email and I get it from someone that supposedly has some education and I can't figure out what the hell they're trying to say because it doesn't make any sense. Hey, I'm guilty of that. Hey, I, I type <laughs> an email and then go back and read it. I'm like, man, what the fuck was I thinking? I can't, and then I can't <laughs> even pull it back because it's they people are, um, we've been unresponded to it. That's why, that's why I hate, that's why I hate typing. That's why I hate, uh, hate sending, like typing messages or posting on Facebook because my iPhone will literally change one word and turn it into three and it wouldn't even be the word that I even typed. I'm like, oh my God. I know for fact yep. I didn't type yep. this. Yep. Yeah. So like you were saying, Gaskell, we, uh, while I was there too at Offit, we had a lot of airmen, right? And yeah. so um, one of the things that I was always worried about is that um, I wasn't going to be there and they were going to send an, an email out like that, right? That, that maybe was going to come across different. Mm -hmm. And so to be a good leader, I wanted to get ahead of that. So what I would do, I would go ahead and I would send them outside when it was about 20 degrees outside to go start my car for me. And then I would type the email on their email address too. So, I mean, it was a win-win. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, dude, that's See, out. I'm about Bishop Power right there, man. Hands down. Mm, no, but it, but but it, no, but it was it was good for them too because then I would tell them if they didn't do it, well, then we were going to have problems and they were going to get low EPRs, right? So I, I mean, I made it beneficial for it. No, I, I I I didn't do that. I didn't do that. So hey, so funny story from Offit. So uh, for those of you who have never been to Offit, the IDRC or uh, yeah, the IDRC building there. Uh, is built plywood as a it's built like yeah it's built badly but it's it's built off of an aircraft hangar which just so happens to be the largest indoor gym in the dod right it's a beautiful gym and it's so cool for us yeah. you can literally walk right out and go into the gym we're connected to the freaking gym now the bad part is is that aircraft hangar is so damn high that it blocks a lot of the those Midwest winds that are coming over, right? So um, uh, you park about roughly 30 to 40 feet away from the building, right? And when you walk out of the building, you have this, I don't know, four-story freaking aircraft hangar behind you. And so I'm walking to my car. The, the, the trunk of my car is facing me, right? And I'm walking towards it one day with some, uh, I think I was taking out the trash. And as you know, there's no damn dumpster near the Hell yeah! Why the hell is there no dumpster yeah. there, bud? So, so I you had to you had to put it in your car and take it somewhere else. So I'm walking out with the trash one day, and I go to open up my trunk. And as I open up my trunk, what I don't notice are the 30 mile an hour winds that are coming over the over the freaking hangar behind me and down. 
<laughs> it snaps my freaking trunk right open and then a loud crack. I thought I had basically put my trunk through my back windshield. Thankfully, I didn't. But there were <laughs> indentations on the other, on either side of my, uh, yeah. uh, right behind the windshield from where that yeah. got caught. Yeah. That weather's crazy over there. I mean, it's. Did you it's, get uh, the? So, hey guys, we've been going. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, did you go get ahead. the giant icicles hanging off the uh, the eave uh, when you walked out the yeah. door? Yes. Yes. Those, those were some of the biggest icicles I've ever seen. Yeah, and we would play a game. Like I would get the arm, and I'm like, "Hey, A1C such and such, A1C you." You guys stand under there, lay down with your faces facing up towards the icicle, and the first, and whoever doesn't get hit gets to go home early, right? Look, hey, it's all about you know something wrong with this dude. I swear, <laughs> something wrong with him, man. I, t- I promise you, something wrong with him. I pr- I, we, I, we, and as a matter of fact, no, we, me and Gordon, me and Gordon was talking about you today at work. You and who? We was talking about you, me and Gordon. Oh, uh, John. Well, yeah. What, what, what were you guys talking about, man? Uh, what you call it? Is it uh, no sugar? Uh, no, what you call it? What was your nickname for it? Uh, powder, uh, nose sugar or nose candy? Your 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 reference to co- cocaine? Oh, you mean, you, oh no! I never talked about cocaine. I talked oh. about Mexican candy. So that's another thing. No. Hey, 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 let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something. Gonzo, Gonzo, it is, it's, it's not, it's not one day that Gonzo's name does not come up in that office. Not one day. Hey, man, look, so this is what I don't know, right? So I'm getting older and hopefully here by the end of this month, the gyms will open back up here in Northern Virginia that I can get back into jiu-jitsu. But it's getting harder when I train to get over injuries, right, get over soreness. So, like, listen, because I've been what? Uh, here you come, Brandon. Get ready I for it. to be for testosterone. No, no, no. I'm serious. I'm testosterone. And they said, no, your testosterone is even a little higher than what it should be for your age. And they're like, bragging. He, he is in there, Pitts. Did he cut out on you? I can't. Uh, I got that, the Air Force test were like, oh. oh. Okay, sorry. So does, does the Air Force test for testosterone? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So I, so long story short, does the Air Force test for like steroids or like testosterone? Do they test for that? Yeah, I had an airman kicked out for it. Well, I don't know about testosterone, but he was, he was juicing somehow. Really? Yep. Wow. All right. Because I was thinking about getting some of that Mexican candy, man, and getting uh, bulking up a little bit. But I, guess not. I told you. I told you it was so, coming. I told yep. you it was coming. Had Nairman got uh, got busted for it, and um, I I don't was know. I mean, obviously, so yeah. Was he big? I mean, was he a big dude or no? He. Yeah, I mean he he was he he was. Uh, one of those uh, gym fiends who who was always there lifting, um, but it, if it, it was such a weird situation, I'm not gonna like go into the details of it because yeah. um, you know, we don't need to go there. But um, he uh, he would always talk about how he didn't like the uh, the amount of steroids that was in the lifting community, 
So uh, maybe he was just blowing smoke, like to <laughs> to, to to cover it up. But They're it cheating. surprised the hell out of me. It surprised They're the cheating. hell out of me because he uh, he he popped positive on a on a urinalysis, and um, they ended up inspecting his room and found a, a vial of something that he says he ordered, but uh, he he hadn't taken it because he didn't know what it was and blah 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 blah. It, I don't know. So. That's crazy. Gonzo, gonna get you, gonna get your testosterone boost up. For um, this would this would have been about four. Did he did he leave again? Damn, damn, the connection keeps dropping on him. Uh, hear me now. Here, yeah, we can't see you. So frozen, we can't see him. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, since Gonzo, but uh, since Gonzo, since Gonzo can't talk, we're gonna talk about something else. Um, because Gonzo's screen frozen and we can't hear him talk. <laughs> so, I got a question. Um, since we've been going, we've been going for a long time, but I do have a question. Since you've taken over the fam, the uh, the fam job, um, mm-hmm. like. I'm trying to figure out a way to answer this question. There's not a loaded question. Um, what's one of the what's one of the, the probably the most difficult jobs about the, the difficult parts about doing that job? I mean, I know me and you when uh, when you when you came in and and, and, um, and took over, and we you know we used to sit down and have those conversations. I was like, man, this part, mm-hmm. this probably going to be the this is going to be the one. This going to be the thing that make you scratch your head. Like, but what's been what's been your head scratching? The ridiculous rule sets. When I can see that there's people, and I know that there's people that want to volunteer, and we can't use them. And I understand why we have the a lot of the, the rule sets and the way we do stuff. I understand how it came about. But when it when it causes more trouble to find someone to task than there's than there are people to task we we run out of people before we even fill all the requirements that we have to begin with let alone when we start reclaiming there's something wrong there our rule sets have become have gotten to a point where we are almost encouraging finding ways not to fill a deployment. So it sounds like our little, little CFM over there, yeah, assistant CFM, um, who likes to drink White Claws needs to figure this out. I see he jumped back on the screen, so I want to throw a shot at the line. So, so, Dang, keeps cutting out again. Can you guys hear me or no? Yeah, we can hear you, but it's it's going in and out. All right, and I'm the one with AT. I'm I'm the one with AT and T. Internet. No, no, no. So, um, uh, yeah, it keeps saying, "Oh, yeah." You guys keep talking. 
So, so, I'm, so. I'm hoping. Um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I'm hoping some of the stuff that uh, uh, our, our friend there, uh, McCollum, is, is working on uh, can actually address some of these issues. You know, changing, changing the way we approach how we do this job. So you, uh, you recently, uh, and, and I, I, I had talked to you cause that's something I, I don't think I could have ever done, man. I, and I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you mad props. You established that, that distro, uh, that distro on the high side, man. I, I, I can almost guarantee that that has been probably so beneficial at this point. Right. So I'm is it easy? fingers crossed. Uh-huh. Fingers crossed that it can actually be a no shit like distro that you can find on the global. Um, okay. The <laughs> the way we have uh, the uh, just the all the wickets that you got to go through to do something simple like that is completely insane to me. Um, so. It's still in works. The 2875 is routing to try to get one built. Um, when, when this whole COVID thing started, right? That's, uh, uh, it became real apparent that we needed a way to get information out to the community because what to me should have been the logical flow, you know, through the cats and through uh, the command post to the wings. Yeah. That, for whatever reason, some of that just wasn't happening. So because we don't do, you know, because because we we're still trying to figure out how to do phase ones again, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so so the command post and cat, the command post and cat don't know how to send out ICCDs at this joint. Yeah. At this yeah. So so it was real apparent we needed a way to communicate ID, between IDRCs and and the Magcoms on on a mass scale, not just, yeah, yeah. the, the Magcom has their little distro list for the people in their command that hopefully right. maybe they're keeping up to date, but I'm still getting emails from uh, some of the commands I was in before, guys. And uh, um, so <laughs> it, it, was, it, it, came, it became pretty apparent to me that we, we needed a better way to do this. So, I mean, I just took it upon myself to, um, figure out how can we do this and literally all I did was just build a, a bunch of contact lists um, on zipper and start dropping people's names on it that's why I sent out those emails saying give me your zipper email address and, I, and I'll yeah. add you to this so hopefully that's been working uh, I'm, I'm glad people appreciate it um, like I said I'm still trying on make it trying to uh, get it official um, it's it's still a work in progress and you know how uh, how difficult it can be for uh, some some simple what seemed like simple tasks sometimes right, so right. Um, I'll keep you updated on on the progress of it um, it's it's petered off a, a good bit just because there ha there hasn't been nearly as much zipper traffic that, that really needs to be pushed out uh, I think the matchcoms have stepped up really big and been doing a pretty good job of, uh, of pushing stuff down to their wings so uh, props to the uh, the a3s that that really got that that stuff together um, but, uh, um, yeah, that's, uh, I'm glad people appreciate it. Hey, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we can. Yes. Good. I just took a handle it to my kid's face. He was watching some BS on his iPad. So, Hey, is there, would there be a way if we were to take, like, oh, a, I didn't hear that. Uh, I didn't hear anything about child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. 
I'm not, I'm not on trial. This isn't a court of law. Uh, so would there be any way through the, uh, um, through maybe uh, whoever the uh, comm fan is there, right? Or whoever your, your whatever comm group is there at IMSC or, or, or JBS San Antonio to say, hey, here is our active, this for active duty minimum. Here's our entire roster. Add everybody on here to this freaking distro. Because uh, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but that the, uh, the IDO superintendent, cool, assuming they've, up, they've sent the updates, right? Yeah. And that those people actually funnel information down to their teams. It seems like that should be doable. The problem is that the the fans and the MFMs don't have the they're not in a position to do it. That, all they, that they, stuff they, is they don't, they don't know how to reach across the line and talk to people <laughs> that they are AFFCs to help them well, get it done. Well. It, all that stuff is controlled by uh, the, the centralized IT departments and the, the NOSCs and, and all that kind of stuff. So even if they wanted to do it, they couldn't do it. They, could, they, don't, they yeah. don't have the permissions. They, so they got to submit a trouble ticket just like anyone else. It, it, it's so, kind of like how the MPF ain't the MPF no more. So, so here's a um, – and I don't know. And I know you said uh, – I heard that um, – that you're trying to get that distro and zipper right up and running. One of the things that we did at Offit was uh, our comm is like, hey, if you can find an old distro that nobody uses anymore, or if we can find one for you, we'll just rename that shit and put all your people to it. That stops from them from having to create a new one. So, oh, that's smart. Just an option. I mean, I don't know if that's an option. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they can. I don't know how they can identify that. But um, but yeah. So hey guys, we've been going for about uh, a little about an hour and twenty minutes now. Um, looking oh, shit. at the timer, so yeah, it goes by quick. It, it definitely goes by quick. So um, uh, anything else we want to talk about? Uh, we covered a lot of stuff tonight. We actually went into this without. Um, we didn't send it. You sent out topics, uh, Gaskell. I don't know <laughs> if we really really hit on them, but that's okay. No, that's cool. That's good. That's so, good. So, um, so, and the reason why I kind of ask those questions is, is, is for people that's listening. So, um, Gaskill came in, and he, you know, he basically he essentially replaced Chief, Chief Ashley. I was just to just to fill in until he got there, um, and I and and I basically just maintained it till he got there. But one thing, one thing, one of the things that I noticed that I that I noticed that Gaskill has done since he's taken over this job is. Um, he started doing the. He, he literally has taken the common sense approach on a lot of things that we do. Uh, I, you know, I, I kind of did, but but for the most part, it was like a conversation thing. Like, hey man, look, these are things that I wish I could have did. I wanted to do it. These are things that like irked me about this position. And uh, and he already had came in with some of his things as far as his experiences from being a uh, superintendent from a uh, from the uh, from that position from that standpoint. Is hey, I'm coming from base level, and these are here things that, that irked me or irritated me about the process. And I, I, I had to bring up that SuperNet distro because one of the things that I hope that I can reveal can get to, and this is one of the things that Gaskill, and, and one of the things I was, I was very transparent when it came to tasks. I was out like, so when somebody got tasked for, the, for, for a, a source of task with the tasking and they called me, I, I talked to every single login they got here with a tasking. I didn't care who you was. And the reason why I did that is because I wanted them to understand, like, look, man, 
between me and uh, Sergeant Major Whiteside at the time, like we were scrubbing lists. Like we were scrubbing lists left and right. And I wanted to let them know like, hey, these are the bases that we went to. You can call and reach across the line asking the same, you know, ask the same questions. But these are the bases that we went to and, and, and unfortunately you got hit for the third time in two years. Sorry. And that is literally what's happening. But one of the things that I appreciate about how what guns of not guns over Gasfield is doing is he's he's creating more lines of communication. He's he's making it easier for information to be to be um, to be available at the fingertips of of the enterprise. And that's yeah. one of the things that I hope that you know our career field moving forward would do is people in in the position in the, in the position that's holding the information they become more transparent so that people can be able to, for lack of better words, make decisions, make more decisions, effective decisions based on, instead of being, instead of being, uh, you know, assuming like one of the things that, that, uh, that the team in AFMC did well was they funnel, they, they spoon, they didn't spoon feed, they forced information, they shoved information down our throat and they came and stuff. Um, Dan Soha and Amy Eisenhanger team over there, like you know, um, I, I got to give the credit, even though even though Edwards, my bad, even though that base in California, um, you know, was the way it was, but there was not one day where you couldn't uh, you couldn't go and check check separate email and you know, uh, Stacy Stacy Winter and all those guys. Had had information, information on top of information, and one that's one of the things I, I can respect that Gaskell is doing is he's creating ways to decipher knowledge and provide it to everybody. And that right there, in, in a nutshell, y'all like that's being a leader without even without even thinking about it. It's like, hey, I, I you know I don't want. And I don't mind people calling me asking me questions, but I, you know, there's, a, you know, this, there's information out there. Maybe these people don't know how to get the information to read or decipher it. I'll decipher it for you. And literally half the time, I'll be waiting on him to come up with the cliff notes for everything so I can look at it. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that. But, uh, I, that's one of the things that I, I wanted to try to do uh, when I got in that position. Was, so when I was younger in my career, Someone in CE, but especially when I cross-trained, I have distinct memories of there being pretty consistent information flow from higher headquarters down to the wings and down to people talking about what's going on, what's coming up, what are we working on, all, all these things. And as I've gotten longer in my career, I feel like some of that has gone away. There's there's not enough. Like It it kills me when uh, I talk to a log planner and they have no idea who's working in their Magcom A3 or in their A4. I, I don't blame, I don't blame that. I don't blame those, those young two G's. I really point the finger at the people that are sitting there on the staff, get out and, and talk to people, introduce yourself. You, you don't have to do it in person, shoot off an email, make some phone calls, just, let people know who you are and what you're there for and share information. You, you do it in the right forum. You, you share what is good for people to know. You, you don't want to just willy nilly put everything out there because there's stuff that's pre-decisional, right? But um, yeah, 
you talk about things because that's how we all get better at what we're doing is making sure we all know what we're talking about. That, that, and then that, that makes total sense, man. I, I, man, uh, I, I can definitely test to, to, uh, that, that statement as far as is, is the longer you got, the longer you grew and the longer you, you know, you grew into the career field, information started to become less and less. Um, you know, I, I got ideas in the back of my head, but I'm, I'm just, I got to wait till um, the senior leaders make decisions. But if, if, if I get a particular job, I got a couple of ideas I want to do to um, to help carry the torch in one of two of the positions that I had that's available for me to go to because they, because it, the team that that's running it now, you know, they, they did the best that they could do with what they had. So it's always good to see, you know, have fresh, <clears throat> fresh ideas and, and have people who, who uh, were either negatively or positively affected by certain things. And then when they get in that position, you know, make a difference. And that's what Gasket is doing is make, trying to make a difference for the enterprise. That's what Gonzo is trying to do for the enterprise is make a difference. Um, me, I just yell at people and try to try to make people laugh and, and, and like like honestly like to be honest with you like everybody knows like like I love this job but I hate this I hate I love this job but I hate this career field and and and, and, and the love that I have for it is the same reason why I hate it but at the same time it's like man let's have like we in it for the long haul. I mean we well you're in it for as long as your contract uh says you in it for uh why not have fun doing it? And if you gotta do it and if it sucks figure out how to do it instead of complaining about doing it. And I'll be, I'll be honest with you, UTC management is not a sexy job at all. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, me and my boss had my feedback last night and I, and I told him, I said, I think, honestly think, and there's no, no dig at um, A30D, even though I, I take shots at him. Uh, I think that person's gone, so I can stop taking shots at him. Uh, but I hope I don't have to work for that person one day. Um, but, but, uh, but I think that, I think that, you know, the team at IMSC made UTC management sexy, like we did, uh, because, because we, we were able to connect it, like, and we were able to connect it to everyday, everyday life. We were able to connect it, like, you disregard this, and while you disregarding this, this is why you can't effectively, uh, Report readiness. Manage, what you, yeah, report readiness or even, you know, from, from a base level, from a base level face, like, hit you in the face, you know, um, uh, hit you in the face reason is you can't effectively run an exercise because all the UTCs are outdated. So you're trying to yeah. process some process equipment during a phase one since we bring it back phase, phase ones. Um, and I keep saying bring it back, even though we've been doing it for a couple of years, we're still bringing it back because we don't know how to do it which is crazy to me um, because we got people that that's been in the game long enough that sat in phase ones and we can't do a phase one, but that's, that's a different story. Um, but you can't effectively run an exercise if your UTCs are not open. And when you got, you know, somebody like Chief Wisebum, who's like a wizard, I don't know where his brain came from, but the math and whatever he does, he does it. But he used, he, Chief Wisebum is a chief, with a with a tech sergeant mentality, and that means like like let's let's go get it. You know, I got the stripe. I'm gonna use my stripe to get it, and that's what he did. He kicked doors down, and it was easy. It was easy to follow somebody like that because he was making it easy for me 
to just be able to have regular random conversations with people. Um, and, and, and that's what I think that's what going forward, what I, you know, what I hope our leaders, our new leaders do is, is stay transparent, uh, stay engaged with people and, and, and do things like, you know, I, I would say follow Brandon's lead and, and create ways to be transparent and, and keep that open form, that, that two-way dialogue. I'm looking at two of those leaders right now, bro. So, um, so, so here's what I'll say on that, man. So one thing that I'm glad is happening now is people are getting out there, and I don't know what it is through COVID or through timing or, or whatever. It really doesn't matter why it's happening. But the fact that if people are getting out there, people are letting their voices be heard through whatever forums it is, whether it's through email, whether it's through WebExes, DCS, or a podcast, right? Um, because that's what we need. Uh, I think uh, it's just to, to add on to what Bracely has said, uh, the teams uh, uh, prior to and then current at Air Force IMSC have taken something that has been the career field's responsibility for a long time and said, this is how we're going to do it. And, and that's, that's that, right? In my opinion, in this career field, that's very fucking hard for some reason. A lot of people have great ideas, but how many people are willing to get out there in front and say, hey, this is maybe a solution and we'll take the blame if this is a wrong, if this is the wrong solution, right? And so take what chances, right? Now, take chances. Yeah. And so that's what I'm seeing now. I'm seeing people who are having their voices or people are willing to say, hey, no shit. We acknowledge that this is a problem. How do we fix it? Yep. And so for our senior leaders that are listening to it, for our chiefs, man, give those seniors, give those masters, give those, those NCOs, give those airmen a chance to solve the problems that you all have been saying are issues that have been happening for over a decade. What's mm -hmm. the worst that's going to fucking happen? We're going to solve it or we're going to be able to go to the drawing board and say, hey, we tried to do this COA. It didn't work. Next up. Right. And so that's what I want to see. I want to see the, the chiefs crowdsourcing. I want to see the chiefs using the centers and the match comps and the wings to say, hey, we're going to attack these problems. And then just go from there, man. I mean, it's. So going, going back to. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying so what, what, what we can't have. And this is, in my opinion, my opinion only, what we cannot have is have senior leader after senior leader, chief after chief come through. And, and, and this is no shot at any of the chiefs now or any of the senior leaders. I'm just talking about in general. We can, just like in society, we cannot keep acknowledging and saying that there's a problem. And then the people that are acknowledging that it's a problem go away. And then the next round of people come up and say, yep, still a problem. There is, that is the quickest fucking way to lose your team. That is the mm -hmm. quickest way to lose your team. And, and that, that's, one, that's one of the things like, right. my, my I, phone's I, about I, to die. Let me go grab a cord and plug it in. But that's one of, that's one of the things I've said for me, man. It's like, our Chiefs, man, they, I, I think just hearing, just being able to hear the comments, being able to be around some of the conversations, it's like, golly, man, they, they actually working. They putting in work. They are. They're putting in a lot of work. Um, they're scratching their heads and, you know, some of them getting ready to step away. But at the same time, like, it's pretty cool to hear about 
our Chiefs and how they like what Chief, what Chief Ashley was saying, like how they'll get off one meeting and then just our Chiefs get on another call and say, "Hey, we over here doing this. What y'all got? Or what are y'all okay. doing? Like, how, how how can we fix this? Or is there something we can help? Or is there you know the same thing we did? The same thing we do? Hey, I'm at base X and I know." Sergeant such and such, I'm going to call them and say, hey, look, man, I'm over here having this problem. Have you ever dealt with this? Yeah, this is what I did. Yo, send me your whatever, 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 whatever. And the email comes through while we're on the phone. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty yeah. good to hear the Chiefs still doing that. It's, it, it's, good that, it's good that they're doing that. And what I'm hoping – here's the tough part, man. I know I don't have I, – I, I'll never uh, uh, think I have all the answers or the right, or, or the right solutions to anything. But what I want to see is I want to get away from, and this is a cultural thing. What I want to get away from is from base X having the answer and all the other freaking bases in the alphabet don't have it. Right. And then after, after, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, it, it, it's so tough. So what, so whatever is created, for example, something like those, uh, like the freaking brainiacs over there, oh, salt and vinegar, get us gross. Um, the brainiacs over there at headquarters the best, ACP and the A4 that do log debt management were able to to conceptualize in their head and then visualize in the tool that those guys built to get that and let's put that in the forefront and make it the standard, right? So that it's not only a handful of people that know about it, it's the entire community. And so th th that's right there to me is a perfect example of crowdsourcing and letting mm. our airmen, our NCOs, our senior NCOs figure out a solution, but standardize it. Standardize it and put it in guidance to where everybody's got to use the thing, right? And test it. That's the only way we're going to get it. Test yeah. it. And after three years, if it doesn't work, so fucking what? So what? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hey, that, hey, that, that, that kills me. That, that would have never flowed in maintenance. It, it would have never flowed in maintenance. It's, it's funny and, you and, say and, that. And it's okay here. It's, it's funny you say test, test, because I think we should be used. I think we should be identifying, like, taking advantage of some of our airmen at bases that have their mentality of test. So, like, we should be able to develop concepts, ideas, and uh, send it to, uh, I think it's Eglin, this AFMC. I'm not, I think it is. But send it to a, a Eglin or uh, Edwards and have them test that test those processes out at a test base okay so i'm glad you brought that up bracely so uh this is something this is uh it's simply uh an idea right now it's nowhere near being game time even practice time so one of the suggestions uh that came out of shit i'm not sure where it came out i, I want to say it came out of the pmo i believe it was the staff star in austin when it comes to the log mod and base releases, but more specifically the log mod, right? I know during the one or two iterations ago for the log mod releases, something was, uh, uh, one of the updates was pushed out, which impacted that ACC uh, log debt tool that they had created, right? To make the lives mm -hmm. of the men and women easier in the career field. Um, so um, I don't want to go down the long road of how that happens, but what I want to uh, talk about is that Sergeant Austin suggested, hey, why couldn't we do just like uh, uh, some of the other services do or manpower folks do is do a test run on a log mod release prior to it actually going out. We would pick, uh, we would take a look at what's in that release 
especially if it's stuff that's going to affect UCC management, and say, hey, Air Force IMSC log debt managers, ACC, who has the preponderance of the combat force UCC managers, or wherever that might be. We're going to get in here and we're going to mess around with it for a couple of days and make sure that the updates doesn't impact anything that we're not seeing. And so for those of you who are like, well, Gonzalez, why isn't that already happening, right? Uh, or or, or why, why don't we see those impacts is yeah. when we talk about the, uh, the update of IT systems, some of these requirements that are going into these IT systems were identified two or three years ago, right? Uh, the way that we push the, uh, the frequency that we push out those updates changed a little under a year ago. So we're able to push them out quicker, but still, so, so again, Bracey, that's something that was proposed. That's something that we're talking through right now, but I don't think it's a bad thing. You pick 10 people, different bases, different centers, different match comps, mess around with the tool. Let us know what's going to be messed up. We can get that to the, the developers and have them change it if need be. So that's something that's being proposed. So I hope that's something that's going to uh, – well, I know it's going to benefit the community, um, and it's only going to help us catch issues uh, before they happen. You know what really helped the community, in my opinion, is stop pushing updates to systems that then prevent them from communicating with the other systems of record. It drives me insane – when we have all these systems that we got to use and you can't push products between them. And I'm not even talking about high to low shit. I'm talking about like when you need to push a file from, you got to push a CL5 file from LogMod and put it into iCodes to create a load plan. And the file that you give to the two T2s, they got to manipulate it so that it even fucking reads in the system. Like, what is that shit? Why, why is that an acceptable thing that happens? And so, something that we're, and, and they're all IDS, IDS systems. <laughs> so another thing and, and, that and we're looking at. There's nothing integrated about those IDS systems. <laughs> so another thing that, um, that I propose to the, uh, to the, um, to the FR, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, the functional review board or requirements board, as well as the logmod PMO. So taking that, knowing that that .cl5 file is needed to go to iCode, I'm proposing that once you download it, we hide it somewhere in the depths of your folders on your shared drive, and then we're going to make a game out of you having to go find it within a, a, a one-hour period. So, I knew yes. something. I never knew something. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, but okay, but again, yes, you're talking about it. Yeah, it's all part of the uh, part of the IDS family, right? Integrated deployment systems family, where none of the shit talks to each other. That's a fucking good family. What is it, the log plans family? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, it, so yes, those are things that are those are things that are being looked at. Shit. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, because because you're you're yeah, you already heard my statement. No, and again, this podcast man opens my brain up to think about things like, yo, like, I was sitting there arguing this point this whole time, like, well, how about we just not, we just not even argue this point anymore, like, the whole D-Cage thing, like, you took the transportation piece out of D-Cage, because, you know, we can't, we can't uh, financially keep up with the other system, right? Okay. Uh, how about, because us law planners don't really need D-Cage to a certain extent? We just give everybody jokes. 
We just give everybody jokes, right? Because, 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 uh, because what, uh, when we're deployed, where do we get our tip from? Not decades, right? When we get out, when we get out, tipped in, in deployed location with all that great information, the same information that we put out there, uh, it literally, it literally just magically appears with all the information that we need to, right. you know, there's, remove people in cargo. Because you know, um, I, I argue, I argue with Gonzo on this for a while, then I finally realized he was right. I'm admitting that Gonzo was right on something. Um, shut up, Gonzo, because I knew you about to say something smart. But yeah, like <laughs> the a, the AF that I've been arguing this for a minute, and I didn't realize I was we was arguing the same thing. Like the AF working group is not a law clan's working, which is why I, 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 which is why I press with uh, guns like we need to have our own day because this ain't for us. Like the AF is definitely for personnelists. It is. And UDM. It's become you, a UDM for them. Yeah. And so. Like at what point do we? I mean, do what? Like really? Like, what stake do we hold in in the AF process other than pushing out a document that says when you're supposed to go, where you're supposed to go? Because you you can even you can even talk to any law planners, and they will literally tell you, man, it's a power struggle in in the IDRC itself, to where IPR doesn't even want us to even engaging in any conversation with people because they want to have total control over it. You know what? Fine. You go take your raggedy orders that that, that that you all you do is copy and paste, and people show up to a location, and it and it says the wrong location and the wrong entitlement. Yeah, you know what? Y'all going over wrong there. fun site. Yeah, you know. Yeah, got 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 people living off living off base, but you you telling them they gotta they they gotta eat at the defect uh, because. The defect is because somebody didn't pay attention to orders and said meals are mandatory, but and you only give people five dollars a day when they forced to live off base. <laughs> so, that, so happening you, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, when um, yeah. So when we're looking at stuff like that, I mean, there is an entity that we're all familiar with that was responsible when it comes to that uh, uh to that execution piece, right? And guess what? They're an officer or a civilian that holds the holds the role of the installation deployment officer, right? Um, if that installation deployment officer wants to delegate stuff like transportation requests or fun right. sites to a, to, to a log plant shop, we can't. Our, our, I don't think our career field leaders can tell them not to. However, yeah, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Let me tell you why. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Let me tell you why. The log plant shop does not belong to the IDO. The IDRC, the IDRC, and 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 the law planners in the IDRC is in the book. Take a yep. look; it's reading rainbow. Uh, yep. That states that we augment the IDRC, the IDO in the IDRC. Right. So, as a superintendent, I can be like, "Yo, dude, you only get two people." I can say that right. because the rest right. of this, uh, the rest of the, the rest of the law plans and integrations require more bodies than this. You need to go find some more personnelists. TMO folks uh, and some two two twos to do travel, uh, tidbit pulling, and union training. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And and, and, oh, and oh, by the way, because art is your responsibility, IDO is not the law class responsibility. You can start training people on art. Correct. No, and, and I and I agree with you. And so, um, so but the I'm point not I'm dogging IDOs that, out. I'm, I'm not dogging IDOs out. No. I'm not because we but, need to stop having but, this, this battle. 
No, it, it, but, but you're right. So it's something that our superintendents need to be educated on to where, hey, if, if I live in a perfect world and we're up to date on all, and you heard me say this before, Bracey, we're up to date to all our training, all of our programs up to date, all of our UTCs are up to date for a pilot unit, and, they're, and all of our five level and seven levels are, are up to go to their core tasks. Oh, and by the way, in the last 12 months, I've tested each and every one of the people in my shop to make sure they're proficient in those core tasks just not able to memorize them, then by all means, IDO, give me some extra bullshit to work. If Timmy's over there drawing freaking, you know, anime in the corner, then by all means, <laughs> no. you know, yeah. No. So, so let me, no. so let me do some extra stuff. But no. I'm guessing the majority, no. oh. the preponderance of our log plant shops aren't there. So any kind of extra duty BS, any kind of things, anything that takes away from their time, they shouldn't be doing. And you're right, Bracey. It should be our superintendents who are standing up and saying, what do you, what do you need? Just like the miscap. What do you need to do? I need to be able to do this goal. Cool. You can do that goal with two people. And if we go into any kind of surge operations, you can have the other plans and integration guys. Otherwise, you get two people. And if it's personnel-related shit, IDO, go to the personnel list. It's transportation-related shit, go to the transportation SMEs, right? You need somebody to set up a planning meeting. You need somebody to go TDY to do a site survey. You need somebody to do that. Come talk to me. Otherwise, you got other people there. You want to get deployment stats? Personnel. You got a question on on orders? Personnel. That's easier said than done. It's easy for my ass. I ain't out of wings. You're in about a year and a half. Is, I will be out of wings. It, yeah. it, it, it is. It is easier said than done. But that's probably that's part of the reason why we had this conversation. So these these conversations is so that. The, common, the other conversation can be triggered at base level so that not that the IDOs and the superintendents should be fighting, we should be working together so we can meet the overall intent. So I, let's be clear, I am not against IDOs, I'm just against IDOs who um, can't delineate between being an IDO and, and running a law plans office and, 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 and teaming with the superintendent because keep in mind, the more the more that a superintendent comes in the, in the, in the work center and, and the IDO and the superintendent continues to beef and argue back and forth, that's less development that a senior CO can have with, with the career field. Yep, because right. what, ha what happens is, is, okay, the IDO is running everything. I have nothing to teach myself on, on, on what to do, on how to do shit because when it comes to personnel decisions, when it comes to this, the IDO is the one that's making – how are you supposed to develop, grow and develop uh, a senior CEO or superintendent or section chief if every time you try to do what, what the Brown Book says you're supposed to do, the IDO jumps the screens and says, I'm the IDO, everything is mine. No, everything is not yours. It should be a delicate, it should be a delicate balance. It should be almost should be a thin line between everybody doing the performance and the superintendent managing the people. And I say thin line because, yeah. yes, at any given day, every law planner should be able to wake up and jump into that, that deployment section and, and, go, and, uh, and have all hands on deck. But that's also the reason, the reason, you know, my, my theory, it's only Ken Brace's theory, is the reason why Boggies don't know how to do support agreements because you, you, you allow the civilian Sam to do everything instead of having a Loggie augment or support that support agreement manager. Uh, you don't do WRM. Because you know you let that go to wayside, you let UTC manager go to wayside because you put you stacking your diplomas work center mm -hmm. and and everybody's doing train, everybody's doing travel, 
everybody's doing teaching the UDM training and not and and when IPR is not even showing up to the UDM trainers anymore to teach IPR stuff. TMO is not coming to UDM trainers to talk about TMO stuff. The only people that come to UDM trainers to talk about anything potentially is medical because we can't speak to medical stuff. Or they do it. They do a slide and say, "Hey, call public health for deployment." stuff with deployment related stuff but you're putting everything on a log a log planner to do everything it's like come on man like like if, if y'all want to if y'all want to complain about people not being trained and not know how to do their job like let's have had a serious conversation with your superintendents to say and together ideos and superintendents strategize together on how to how to build a team versus building a wall so i I agree with what you're saying, but I will I will uh, play devil's advocate a little bit here, uh, and I'll try to argue the other side of that that argument. In that, the the IDO has this whole list of things that are their responsibility to make sure it gets done. Right? What what squadron is the IDO assigned to? I don't I don't care. I'm talking about I don't care. What squadron are the log what what squadron are the log planners assigned to? I don't care. I don't care. I, what I don't, squa- I what don't, squadron is I the IPR care. assigned to? The IPR, they will, they work in the IDRC, but they only work for the IDO when it's what the IDO wants to do in the D, in the IDRC, but they don't work for the IDO unless it's the DCC. So the IDO has an easy button with the log planners because the IDO a lot of times is either part of or is the the D flight or the DX flight OIC as well. Yeah. You're right. So guess what? As the superintendent, that IDO is my boss. Literally. I ain't never, man. Look, writes my, I ain't, writes my EPR. I ain't, never had no, I ain't never had no idea be my boss as as a superintendent. My my flight superintendent, my flight superintendent, my 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 flight superintendent was my boss. And those, if it was, it was if, if it if, if it was a civilian, if, if it was a civilian flight leadership, the, the IDO still wasn't my boss. Whoever the whoever the equivalent to the civilian superintendent. Was my boss. Not I, 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 different setups and, and, and different places. I, I, I don't give a shit. I ain't never let no. I ain't never let no IDO be my supervisor because because we gonna bump ass too much. We're two leaders. We're two leaders. I don't. But I, I'm okay with that because I, I'm okay I'm being not. able to uh, discuss my ideas and share my disagreements behind closed doors. But ultimately, it's their choice. I'm going to do what they want to get done. But even they also respect even, me. Even if it's they, a, I, I, they respect me because they know that I know what I'm talking about because I, I prove myself. Yeah. No. And then we can, we can have those respectful disagreements. And, and, and that's why, that, and, I, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that's wrong, but I, I, but I also believe that's probably why we have the delusional line of, leadership in within the work center because we do have very talented senior NCOs and they have to 
for the lack of better words, shut up and not be a CUCO because the IDO who they know is messing things up is is running everything a month, but because the IDO is worried right in the EPR. And I, I, man, I, I just, I'm sorry. I just hear, I, I'm, it's, I, I have an ear. If I had, if I had enough ears based, uh, based on the conversations I have, is this is disheartening to see how how less of a, uh, of our senior CEOs get the chance to be senior CEOs. Yeah, uh, like I said, I I, I don't. And, and then we shit on them. And then we shit on them. We shit on them. We talk about it. We dog them out. Tell them they ain't doing shit. They're not doing enough. In a lot of ways, I think part of the problem is that the IDRC is uh, structured incorrectly. If you're going to create an installation deployment readiness cell. Everyone that works there has one boss. And that way, there is no opcon, take on, who adcon, trying to figure out who's responsible for what and who reports yeah. to who. If you I'll are, if you, that. if you're going to have this IDRC concept, take it out of the squadrons and it's its own thing. And there's. IDRC and everyone that works in the IDRC works for the IDO. And, and, and that makes total sense because, like I said before, I think the IDRC and the superintendent, I mean, not the IDRC, but the IDO and the superintendent is essentially the, is essentially, you know, based off position. Of course, it's the officer position, so it's always going to be one step above, one level above the superintendent. When we're talking, you know, uh, operational wise, they're the same person. From a from a from a no, from operational wise, they're the same person because the IDO is he is he or she is that is that deployments guru and focal point and subject matter expert for the base, right? And that law plans superintendent is the is the one that is is over. The everything that's that's in deployments, including everything else, from from an enlisted leadership standpoint. So when you sit here and and, I'm, and again, this is this is from personal experience and from conversations with not just four or five people. This is enough to say this is a problem. Um, when you sit here as a superintendent, Matt Sergeant or senior Matt Sergeant. And, and you're debating with the IDO on personnel concerns in, in the entire office, but you're not you're not allowing that individual to develop or grow. You're hurting you're hurting the overall operation because what's supposed to happen is the IDO the superintendent needs to understand and know the IDO's vision, mission and vision for the IDO the IDRC so that. They can make the right personnel decisions and develop people and train people and prep people to support their IDO. Now, when so, you get when you when you got when you get people when you get people that, that go to bases and say, you know what, man, I'm just here riding my time because whenever I open my mouth, this dude or this this chick says what she wants to say, and even if it's wrong, they don't want to listen to nothing. That we got to, that I got to say, and everybody in office is miserable. 
but we keep shitting on our senior CEOs. I do it because I know sometimes when I shit on senior CEOs is because, you know, the conversations that I have are warranted, but at the same time, stop telling people that they're not doing their job if they're not, if they can't do their job. Okay. So, and we're going on to, uh, to, yeah, we're going to our, so, so we're, we're going to end it uh, <laughs> shortly. So, uh, so one thing, so one thing that I want to offer is that when we have the conversation about um, uh, where exactly we're situated within the hierarchy of a of an Air Force installation, right, or or whatever, whether we're at, in the LRS, whether we're at the group level, we're at the wing level, right? When uh, uh, I'm guilty of this, of thinking that that is simple as making that call, right? Yeah. But you have to understand that when we make that call, and, and I'm sure Gaston, you, you you both you and Bryson know this. Um, we're talking about something that is gonna that is gonna impact total force. And to to further your example of using the FSS, if if the if the CFM were to make that call, that's gonna impact the FSS FSS CFM uh, uh, folks where where he or she sits at as well too, right? So you're How? talking about two. Under the current structure, Bracely, under the current structure, right? It's so, all easy to say, go forth and do. If, if a general says, go forth and do, that's what you do. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. But, but, it, but, it, goes deep, it, but, but it goes deeper into that. So, so and this is, it, so I, I say this, uh, I say this to kind of, to, to end my point with this, right? Um, we've been having, I say we, People in this community have been having the conversation on where we need to sit out of the wing, where we're going to be most effective for matter. decades, for, for, for decades. And I believe what you believe, Bracely, is that it doesn't matter. So my theory, absolutely, only my, loose, my loose theory is rather than try to fight that, what if we fought the issue of log planners being able to be successful where they're at right now, regardless of where they sit at? Right. If we if we make them better salesmen, if we if we make our sales free people, if we give them the tools that they need to be successful, um, could they build those relationships with uh, not only the other log R entities, but like you guys have been talking about for the past half hour, those IDOs. Right. So that you can have a superintendent that's going to go in there and that IDO knows that unless he or she maintains a damn good relationship with that superintendent, they're neither of them are going to grow. So rather than sitting there and argue, arguing with each other, that IDO knows that superintendent, this is what he or she brings to the table. I need that in order for my team to be successful. The entire department machine. And, 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 and vice versa, that superintendent got to go and be like, hey, you've been here. If you're if you a civilian, hey, you've been here longer than me. What's, what's, the, what's the issues, the concerns? that you have when it comes to law planners in the work center so that I can I can I can create strategize a rotational plan for the team and I can grow and develop some law planners that can help me help us meet the deployment and reception mission for this base. Yep. It has to be exactly. it has to be both sides, but you know one side can't just be like I, nah, this is my work center. I run it how I want to run it. Okay, cool. It's well got, go run it by it's you. It's gotta be go run it by you. Yeah. Go run about your You're right. It's got to it's gotta be uh, symbiotic. It's got to be a symbiotic relationship for sure. So, hey, we've been going yeah. a long time. I'm, I'm probably going to break this thing up to three parts. Um, so, Gaskell, final words. Bracely, take us out. And let's call it a night. Uh, hey, if we're, if we're going to be successful, to me, we all got to learn how to 
talk to each other and have fun with what you're doing. I mean, don't be afraid to just reach out and talk to someone. That's what I try to do with some of these emails that I send out, right? Is just have fun with it. It doesn't have to be serious all the time. We I hope some people <laughs> keep talking. Somebody. I, I hope someone uh, appreciated the, the, the Star Wars jokes I threw in there uh, um, a few weeks ago with that email and, you know, throw some movie quotes in there every now and then. Because, I mean, shit, if, if you can't have fun with what you're doing, then you, you probably need to Make find a different job. better place if you can. And, and it's, uh, you know, and thank you for starting those conversations, right? Because they need to be, they need to happen. And, and, and as we all know, we've seen over this past week, right, um, change starts somewhere, right? And so do it. Again, what's the worst that's going to happen? We fail? Cool. Guess what? I'm on salary. I get paid every two, <laughs> month, two times a month, regardless. And he got TRICARE. And I got TRICARE. Yeah. It's a big selling point, fellas. Big selling point. Yeah. <laughs> single single fellas out there. All right, Bracey, take us out, man. Yo, uh, definitely, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to say, hey, Gaskell, thank you. Thank you so yep. much. I look forward to working with you over, uh, in, during my last I guess, year and a half there on the air staff. And uh, and so if we see any little any little uh, little sneakers trying to get out of deployment, well, just let me know, and, and I'll and I'll channel my inner Juan Rodriguez. Uh, two, uh, two, two, two fams ago, who would write that, who would, if you got out of a deployment over there trying to get a commander's dev code after you've been tasked, Juan remembers. Mm. And I guarantee he probably still remembers. Anyways, go ahead, man. <laughs> go, go ahead, brother. Hey, uh, definitely, uh, definitely a great conversation. I was actually, I was excited for this conversation only because I worked with the guy. Um, so yeah, uh, Gaster replaced me in Afghanistan and also Gaster has replaced me as a fam. And he's doing, he's did a wonderful job replacing me in Afghanistan. He's definitely doing a great job as the 2G fam. So, um, again, you know, plotting for his, uh, his initiatives and moving forward and helping the Caribbean move forward as far as being a transparent uh, leader. Um, and definitely, y'all, um, we want to keep this thing going. Um, if you want to jump on the show and talk about whatever, you can talk about whatever. Um, just as long as you know, if you catch me at 7 p.m., you're going to see me cook. <laughs> you're going to see me eat if you watch these videos, and you're going to hear me cook and eat in the background. And you may learn a thing or two in the kitchen. So um, I had a great time tonight. Uh, I got homework to do. I should have had it done about an hour ago, but it's cool because um, I don't get no sleep anyway since Gonzo uh, didn't train me right. Uh, I have to be at work at six o'clock in the morning just to get additional training. So uh, <laughs> you get off at two p.m. He gets off at two p.m. So yeah. not late. I appreciate not the opportunity, guys. <laughs> All right, yo. So again, thanks everybody that's just tuning and listening. Uh, I hope you get through all these videos and and the three hour lessons. Um, you got feedback? Shoot it to us. If you want to get on the show, hit us up. Um, we've get, we're getting so much feedback, and we appreciate it. With that said, with that being said, I got some stuff I need to do. Uh, Gonzo needs to go clean up his room, so I still see junk on the back dresser. 
And I know Gaskin needs to go be a daddy. So y'all take it easy. Peace out. Out, fellas.